Hello and welcome back to the spells we tell ourselves. I am your host. I am Libby. Um, so we're going to talk about meditation and mindfulness today. Now, before you automatically turn this off, hear me out because I know you've heard me talk about meditation in the past on this podcast where I talk about how, and I also, if you um, have listened to Keeping the End in Mind with Caitlin um, and Meraki Media, um, I talked about this a little bit on there too, where I am not of the mindset that you should be meditating for hours upon hours every day. I know I've also mentioned that I can't make myself sit still for more than 10 minutes. So I am not even meditating for hours upon hours every day. I think that there is a time and place for meditation. I have found that a five-minute meditation while I am getting ready for my day has helped me set the intention to go out into the world and go to my desk job and not rage quit. Um, It has been helpful to get me moving in the morning, so I am a fan of the five to ten minute morning meditation to start the day off right. I'm a fan of that. Um, I am also a fan of meditation when it comes to middle of the day, you need a three-minute mindfulness check-in with yourself to get back to your breath after you've had something happen with your boss and you just need to come back. That's totally fine, in my opinion. Um, And then, of course, when you're trying to go to bed and you're trying to unwind for the night and you need that meditation and that mindfulness to help settle your thoughts as you try and go to sleep, I definitely have monkey mind and it even gets, especially gets worse when I'm trying to sleep. I'm chronic, not sleeper. And it has, it's very hard for me to turn off in the middle at night before bed. So I've found meditation to be quite helpful for me. So you'll probably notice here that I talk about meditation and mindfulness differently. For some people, they're the same, and that's fine. You do you. For me, and I think for a lot of people, when we hear meditation, we think of just sitting still, doing nothing, sitting in a comfortable, easy seat with your, sit in a comfortable chair, feet on the floor, back straight and tall, hands on your knees, you know, the whole nine, eyes closed. Um, but that's not where I find meditation and mindfulness. That's not my mindfulness. Like I was saying, I find meditation to be helpful throughout my day if I need that little check-in, And but I'm only carving out five, 10 minutes for that. I'm not in the belief set that you should be carving out hours a day, right? right? And I'm, I'm, maybe we're on the same page, maybe we're not. Let me know in my Instagram post of what you believe for meditation and mindfulness. I'd love to hear your guys' perspective. But what I think is almost better for our mindset is what I consider to be mindfulness practice. Mindfulness is finding simplicity and happiness in the everyday life and being present in the moment. I find mindfulness when I'm taking my dogs for a walk on the trail. I am so happy that they didn't just start barking there. I'm sorry, guys. I I was afraid to say the W word. Um, I find mindfulness while I'm washing the dishes 
because I hate washing the dishes. Hate it. I would rather do a hundred loads of laundry than do one sink full of dishes. I hate them. But there's simplicity there. It's very much, oh, I am washing this plate. I am washing this pan. I am washing these items so that my family can use these again tomorrow to continue to nourish ourselves. And that's the mindset that I have to put myself in to do the dishes because I hate dishes. Um, And I think that that is helpful, that living presently, feeling the water on your skin, feeling the bubbles on your skin, allowing that to really bring you to this present moment in time instead of just, oh, I have to wash the dishes again. I have to do the laundry again. I have to mow the yard again. And the entire time that you're there doing that thing, you're thinking, you're I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Can't wait for this to be over. And then you start thinking about the next thing on your to-do list. Oh, I hate washing dishes. It's the worst. I'm washing the dishes right now and it sucks and I hate it. And up next, I have to do the, I have to pack lunches for tomorrow for me and my kid for daycare. I have to um, make sure that all the laundry is put away. I have to do this. I have to do that. And oh no, the light bulb in the upstairs bathroom has to be changed. I have to go do that. And I'm not even allowing myself to enjoy my everyday life. I'm not allowing myself that time to find enjoyment. I'm just making it a task. And sure, it's a task. It's a thing on my my nightly to-do list that I have to do regardless if I like it. And I'm sure we all have those things that we don't like doing it, but it's on our our to-do list frequently. And we just kind of have to do it. So you might as well try and get enjoyment out of it. So try changing that mental narrative of, ugh, this sucks, I hate it, to, this is peaceful. This water feels nice on my skin. This water is just the perfect temperature. I am scrubbing it, and it is so satisfying when that caked-on bit of, I don't know, butter, garlic, whatever, it comes off of the pan and the dish is clean. And then by the time you do it, the sink is empty, the sink is clean. And then you have this pile of clean dishes that are ready for your family to be used again the next day. We need them whether we want to clean them or not, right? It, it's finding that way to be happy. And it's that mindset shift of being mindful in the moment. And this mindfulness can be taken everywhere. I don't I don't know about you guys, but my desk job ha- includes a 45-minute morning commute on a major highway up here in New England. So <laughs> there's traffic and it's, you know, end of September, beginning October. It's the perfect time for road work. So you know how much traffic I sit through these last couple of weeks? been a lot. And it's that mindfulness of, you know what? Yep. I might be late. Oh, well, I have a good playlist. The This isn't so bad. The leaves are changing. Look at that one. Everything looks so pretty. 
Of course, the, this is a little harder to do on days when it's cloudy and you don't have something pretty to look at, but there's still the ability to take that mindfulness and enjoy the moment. Even things that suck. Being late to work sucks, but it happens. We're all human. We can't control, we cannot control road work as much as I would like to. We can't. And being able to just appreciate those extra moments to yourself. Instead of stressing out about whatever is going on at work, just know you'll get there when you get there. And hey, you have an extra 10 minutes to yourself. Isn't that great? And if you're like me and you're a busy mom where you're running around 100% of the time, an extra 10 minutes to myself, that's enough time for me to finish a podcast. Perfect. So taking that mindfulness and allowing your brain to switch to living presently And I don't know about you guys, but when I start thinking about my manic to-do list that I have to do every day, where if if I wake up in the morning and all of a sudden I'm just go, 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 I'm running through the list of all the things that I have to do as I'm putting on my makeup and I'm getting dressed and I'm making sure bags are packed and I'm getting us out the door and I'm stressed in that moment, I'm snapping at the dogs to hurry up outside. I'm snapping at my toddler to find her shoes for the hundredth time. I'm try- I'm just trying to get us out the door because I don't want us to be late. When a more mindful approach is, I'm putting on my makeup. I am relaxing into this moment. I am giving my daughter one of my makeup brushes that I don't use frequently so that way she can play with it and put on, quote unquote, put on her makeup too. And allowing us to live presently and just enjoy those little moments because for those of us who do have kids, they're only little for so long. And I, I sound ridiculous saying that. I have a two-year-old. Like, what do I know? Um, So please excuse me when I sound preachy like that. I don't mean to. It's just some things that I catch myself doing where I'm just like, wow, I would find myself pretentious if I heard that. Um, Anyway, I don't mean to sound pretentious. So if I came off as that, I apologize. Um, But enjoying those little moments of I'm creating memories for her and living mindfully in this moment instead of living in a stress-induced mindset. That's not the way that I want to live. Unfortunately, I'm a high-strung type A Capricorn, so that's kind of my default, but it takes a little extra work to put in those mindful moments of allowing myself to enjoy the morning routine of making my coffee before everybody else wakes up and, you know, emptying out the little reusable Keurig cup thingy that I have for the coffee maker, putting the new one in, sprinkling the cinnamon, you know, pouring the water into the reservoir, brewing the coffee, letting the dogs out, feeding the dogs, blah, 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 coffee's ready. And then I get to mix in my collagen powder and that's my routine. And it feels nice to have just a simple routine and just enjoy watching the collagen powder dissolve. And I know that sounds ridiculous. It really does. And I I hear myself saying it and I'm saying it anyway, because that's my routine and other people have different routines and that's totally cool. I'm on board with it. So when you see me posting about this on Instagram later, go ahead and tell me your morning routine. What is your stupid morning routine 
that you love. I want to hear all about everyone else's stupid morning routine of, I like to do this and it works for me and it makes me happy and I feel good when I watch my collagen powder dissolve into my mug and I don't add cream and sugar and it still gets kind of swirly from the collagen. So tell me all about it. I want to hear all about your stupid routines that sound dumb to everybody else, but you love it. And I think that is the point of mindfulness. That is the point of mindfulness where it doesn't matter what is a mindful moment for somebody else. What matters is a mindful moment for you. And if you can find mindfulness in making your cup of coffee and enjoying your easygoing, simple morning routine, really all I want to get across here is you're going to see a lot of stuff on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook within the spiritual community where they're talking about how meditation and mindfulness must be done a certain way and it must be done for X amount of time. Otherwise, you're not a real meditation person. You're not a real spiritual healer. You're not a real practitioner. You're not this. You're not that. And I just want to tell you, that's all bullshit. Just to be frank and honest with you guys, it's it's all bullshit. And I think that anybody who, like if you're ever working with a mindset coach who is not me, and they tell you that they want you to start meditating and you must do it a certain way and you must do it every day, even on days when you don't feel like it, and you must do it for um, a X amount of time, they are not the mindset coach for you. I mean, if you love meditation, then sure, go ahead, work with them. That's fine. Do whatever you want. Again, that's what comes down to mindfulness. Do whatever you want. But if you are not a person who wants to sit there and meditate, cool. I think that's fine. You can still be as spiritual as you want. However you choose to connect to source, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, that is on you. And however you want to connect with whatever, then that is your mindfulness. That is your practice. My practice looks different than yours, and I think that's beautiful. Okay, switching gears completely here. This wouldn't really be an episode about mindfulness and meditation if I at least didn't mention the benefits of mindfulness practice and meditation practice, right? I kind of have to, and I'm sure a lot of you probably already know this, but in case you don't, I do want to talk about benefits. And I just want to start off by saying here, there is a ton of research about the benefits of meditation and mindfulness practice. There is a lot of science backed behind this. So this is not just some weird girl on the internet saying, oh, it helps reduce my anxiety while I get ready for the day. And it helps me live presently while I deal with my toddler. Yeah, that's all true for me, at least. But there is actual science behind this to the point of the, in my research notes for this episode, I'll be citing the APA, the American Psychology Association. So if you want to talk about science-based, there you go. And I'm going to just quote from the APA article that I read while in preparation for this. It says, among and theorized benefits are self-control, objectivity, uh, 
tolerance, enhanced flexibility, improved concentration and mental clarity, emotional intelligence, and the ability to relate to others and oneself with kindness, acceptance, and compassion. Wow. End quote. Doesn't that sound nice? We get to relate with others and oneself, kindness, acceptance, and compassion. Can you imagine a world where everybody does mindfulness and meditation and we're all kind and compassionate to each other? And now that I'm hearing myself say it out loud, it kind of sounds like the beginning of some utopian novel that I would have read back in high school. Um, But doesn't it sound nice that it can help you with your mindset and change the way that you think? It is good for stress reduction and anxiety reduction. Imagine how your mindset would be if you weren't anxious all the time, if you weren't stressed out all the time, and you can see through all of the research that's out there on the web. If you just do a Google search of benefits and of mindfulness and meditation, you're going to see so many hits of scholarly, scholarly backed articles. I can't talk today. I'm sorry. Um, that go through scientific studies where they used fMRI data to talk about how these people who participated experience less anxiety. So it it has it's really helpful for your mindset and you it'll help you as you are on this mindset shift journey where maybe you feel like your mind could be a little bit better. And another thing on the anxiety um, benefits, if your anxiety is less, one thing that could happen, boost to working memory. It, there's, there's a lot of other research out there that shows that depression and anxiety can have an impact on short-term memory and your ability to recall memory from things that you have previously known. So by decreasing our depression, anxiety, and stress, that memory is going to start coming back and you're going to be able to recall things easier. And there has been studies that prove this and that you are going to have a much better memory effect by practicing mindfulness and meditation. Then focus improves. If you're not constantly stressing out about your anxieties and the things that you're scared about, you're going to be able to focus on the task at hand and you're going to be able to get through your day. You'll have less emotional reactivity, less snapping at your toddler who won't find her shoes even though you've asked her 17 times. You'll have less emotional reactivity when somebody at work does something dumb even though you told them not to do it and then they still did it anyway. You'll be more flexible and I'm talking like brain flexi- flexibility here. Um, what what episode was it? I think it was the Mindset Matters pod episode where I was talking about how as wonderful and complex and beautiful as your brains are, our brains are also the, the creatures of habit. You know, they, our neurons like to fire in a specific way and that's how habits are made and that's how we have a hard time getting to quit breaking, uh, biting our fingernails. So your brain though can be rewritten. You can break those habits. Your brain is very plastic. Even if you have experienced trauma, and I mean 
who hasn't experienced trauma, but we're able to move on because we are able to rewire our brains and allow our brains to be more flexible and be a little bit more plastic. And mindfulness and meditation can help with those things. And of course, this is going to bleed into your everyday life. If you're less snappy and less emotionally reactive, if you're less anxious and you're focusing more on the present moment, then aren't your relationships going to improve too? Your partner is going to be happier to be around you because you're a happier person to be around. You're going to be more magnetic to other people. You're going to be able to respond well and communicate your own emotions better and have those deeper conversations with your partner, your friends, your family, whatever, just by practicing mindfulness and meditation. So I've talked a lot about quite a bit, I feel like. And as I wrap it up, if there is one key message that I want for you to take away from this is your mindfulness practice is your mindfulness practice. My mindfulness practice of listing out the three things that I am grateful for and having my gratitude practice at the end of the day before I climb into bed at night is my own practice. That is how I choose to practice mindfulness before bed. And if that doesn't jam with you, then cool. I, I truly believe that we are all different. And while we are very similar, not everybody's practice is going to be a good vibe for somebody else. So as I left it with um, Caitlin's podcast of keeping the end in mind, if you don't like it, don't do it. And But I'm hoping you did like this episode, and I hope that you do tell me all about it in the comment section on the Instagram post that about this, um, whether on Yogini Witch Libby or on The Spells We Tell Ourselves. You can find us both on Instagram. Um, so that is all linked below, as always. And we are also on Facebook, or at least Yogini Witch Libby is. And then on Twitter, we are Yogini Witch L. If you are looking to connect with me directly on the website, go ahead and head to www.yoginiwitchlibby.com. Um, there's contact forms. There's um, book a exploratory call if you're interested in mindset coaching services. Um, blah, blah, blah. I, oh, oh, guys. So this comes out on September 30th. You know what that means? Spooky season. I would head to yoginiwitchlibby.com just to check out the different classes and webinars and the Coven Courses web series that I'm going to be doing all October. We have a Coven Courses, which is all about mixing elements of witchcraft into yoga. We have um, herbology in yoga, crystals in yoga, tarot in yoga, and astro yoga. So if any of those sound appealing to you, you can go sign up for those classes at yoginiwitchlibby.com slash coven dash courses, I believe. I can link that below, of course. Um, and then there is also going to be two master classes where instead of doing the four-week series, it's just like all crammed into one. Um, so that's an option too. And you can check all of that out on the website. Um, if you really like this podcast, you can head over to www.patreon.com and 
um, support the podcast there. We're also on Buy Me a Coffee. I think the handle is also Yogini Witch Libby. Um, but all of that stuff is linked on my Instagram if you are interested, and I appreciate you. So I'm wishing you all a very happy Friday. Have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.